0: What you are about to hear is a true story. It happened in Hexham, England in the 1950s and 60s. Names have been changed out of respect to the victims and to protect the innocent. The Sisters, episode one, believe it or not. It's the 3rd,
1: 1965, interview number seven with... Well, why don't you introduce yourself, my lovely? Tell me your name.
2: Where's Jackie? We do everything together. We're... We're twins.
1: I know you are, Jill. I bet you have a lot of fun, don't you? No, but today, Jill, is all about you.
2: Is it like... going to the dentist?
1: <laughs> no. Well, it's nicer than going to the dentist. What have you got there, Jill? What are you playing with?
2: My locket.
1: Is there anything inside it?
2: Yes.
3: A hair from an angel.
1: (laughs) Well, that's something. And that'll keep you safe, won't it? Now, Jill, why don't you tell me about...
4: My name is Mark.
1: Let the child speak.
4: My name is Maud. It doesn't mean
1: anything. All right. Maud. Tell me about yourself.
3: My name is Jill. Um I'm 8 years old. We are 8 years old. We live in Hexham, England. We right.
4: Good afternoon. My name is Frankie Bradshaw. I'm the chief curator of the world-famous Mutter Museum here in downtown Philadelphia. And today, I'll be your tour guide through hell. <laughs> no kidding, that's, that's just a joke. Uh, before we get started, you should know some of the objects on display here can be quite triggering. I hate that word, but it's true. This isn't a typical museum. It's not filled with beautiful objects. To the contrary, it's a showcase of imperfection, an unflinching look into the mysteries of the human body. And that, uh Yes, you you, you have a question? Is it true you have a piece of Einstein's brain? Yes, we do. We also have a the fucking jar of pickled skin. <sighs> this is the last place eyeballs. I ever wanted to work. When I was in grad school at Penn, I thought I'd be the curator of the Philadelphia Art Museum by now, or at least a gallery with actual art. Follow me. The fact is, I'm 34 years old, and working here is one step above Ripley's Believe It or Not.
2: So where's the rest of Einstein's brain? Do you keep it on a separate floor? Like the different rings in Lord of the Rings, it's too powerful to have them together? (laughs)
4: So, how do I deal with questions like these? I sneak into the bathroom for a drink. I really shouldn't. What I should do is call my sponsor. But before I get the chance... Frankie! Uh, yes? Duncan, I'm in here.
3: We just got a delivery. A box. They won't let me sign for it.
4: What? Did you tell them you work here?
3: Yes, Frankie, of course. What kind of box? I don't know. I haven't seen it. They want you, Frankie. What should I tell them?
5: Are you Frankie Nadari? Uh,
4: yeah. Well, sort of. I'm divorced. It's no longer my last name.
6: Well, whatever your name is, you kept me out here 15 minutes freezing my ass off.
4: Yeah, sorry.
7: Ah, don't be gorgeous. Hey, sign here.
4: So, where's the box? Back of the truck. You
6: got a back door or something? I can, uh, help you load it in. But... Well, how big is it?
4: Oh, it's big. Let's take the plastic off. Here, let me cut it. Holy shit. <gasps> I think it's some kind of animal?
3: Animal? Frankie, it's bipedal. Do you know what this is? Uh,
4: It's a fucking alien! Look at the thing, it's huge! It is huge. Twice as thick and several feet longer than a normal human skeleton. And there's no space between the bones. It's like the skeletal remains of a blob. Jesus, where do you think he's from? Mars or Venus? Probably New Jersey. Oh. Oh, come on, Duncan, don't you see? It's a prank. You think? Yeah. Remember the two-headed pig man we got in the mail last year?
3: Hey, that was very convincing.
4: I know. And remember how disappointed you were? <clears throat> Hi, Estee. Where are you guys? It's a mess. <coughs> yeah, I know. It's my fault. I, I need to... Estee is my childhood friend from Hershey, Pennsylvania. Well, she's from so an Orthodox Jewish family, mess mess. but she's a devout atheist right? like As me. I'm proud of her. She's the best medical examiner in Philly. Anyway, it's been a long day. Listen, we have something for you. Ta-da! So, what do you think? It just arrived. Duncan thinks it's an alien.
8: Um, tilt the camera, Frankie.
4: Frankie thinks it's a prank.
8: Oh, it's not a prank. Um, pull back, Frankie. Scroll from head to toe. Poor woman. It's a woman? I think so. It's hard to tell over FaceTime. Um, maybe I can come by tomorrow and take a closer look?
4: Sure, that would be great. And
8: just so I'm clear, there was no information, no return address, nothing?
4: No. No, she, she came in this box, just totally anonymous.
9: Shall we start?
3: Mm.
9: Uh, right, today is August the 23rd, 1969, and I'm here interviewing Francis Pollard at Broadmoor Hospital, Nightingale, Women's Walk.
2: It's all right, you can call it an asylum for the criminally insane because that's what it is. Mm.
9: I'm here to help you better understand your, your situation. No, Doctor. No.
2: You're here to answer a question. Well,
1: hopefully, together, we will answer many. No, just one.
2: Why would a mother come to the conclusion that the world would be a better place if her children were dead? That's the question. (laughs) Okay,
9: yeah, all right. Mum and Dad, if you stand on either side of the girls. All right. Like this? Yeah, Yeah. just like that. Um, Uh, Hey, Maud. Move a bit closer on the sofa.
2: I'm Mary. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay, everyone confuses them.
9: (laughs) Sorry about that, Mary. I bet you and your sister have a lot of fun confusing people, eh?
2: No, I'm Mary. No, I'm Mary. (laughs) Girls, that's enough.
9: (laughs) Okay, big smile, everyone. Three, two,
2: one. We had a happy life. We were a... A happy family until
9: Relax, Francis, just relax. Have another sip of water. The
2: hmm. better? Yes.
9: Do you want to stop now?
2: No. No, I want to carry on. All right. It was the summer of uh, 1957. Mummy, what? No, Mummy, what's me? Our last summer together. Our twins, Mary and Maud, were everything we ever wanted. Whoa, good
3: girls, <laughs> that's wonderful.
2: It was a good year for us. For the whole country, in fact, the war was over. We had a new queen on our throne and we just bought our first car on higher purchase. It seemed like it really was a new era where everything was possible. My husband, Thomas, was an engineer. He worked at the local car factory. It was a good, steady job. We enjoyed simple pleasures, you know, family outings, picnics by the lake, church social events. We went to St Luke's. But, most of all, we enjoyed going to the pictures. Especially Hollywood movies from America.
9: Mommy, I want
2: to go to America one day. So do I. No, you don't. You're only saying it because I said it. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Girls. Yes. Girls! Shush! Sure. Hey!
6: Shush!
2: <laughs> we had everything we needed. And yet, Thomas...
9: What about Thomas, Francis?
2: There was somehow... Did I ever really know him?
9: What do you mean, Frances?
2: You're such a good girl. You know, I think Matilda needs a brother. Good idea, Mary. Hey, Dad. Can we get a boy dog?
3: What? We can name him Cliff.
9: Oh no.
1: (laughs) No, no, no more dogs. No, but listen, I've got something even better for you. Come on. Come on girls, follow me into the garage.
2: Is this another invention, Daddy? No, no,
1: it's not just another invention, it's THE invention. This is my masterpiece you ready? Ta-da! Well? What is it? This is our future, girls. It's a refrigerator motor, my original design. See, it will allow fridges to run longer
2: and more efficiently. Do you have any other inventions? Hey, Gigi! (laughs) (laughs) This is my masterpiece! So that's how it started with a fridge motor. He took it around the trade shows. He tried to find investors. No one was interested. As far as I was concerned, it was a hobby. Something he tinkered with in the garage. I didn't realize then that...
9: What didn't you realize, Francis?
2: That it would lead to the end of everything. Fancy a cup of tea, love.
1: Oh yes, please, that'd be lovely.
2: One evening, we were watching television. The girls were upstairs, asleep. And suddenly, Matilda, our dog, began hey, running around her, in hey? circles, barking. Calm down.
1: Matilda, calm down. Hey, what's got into
2: her? Hey! Matilda, come here. Are you expecting
1: anyone? No. Yeah, it's probably someone collecting for something.
2: All right, all right, I'm coming.
9: Uh yeah. Uh, hello there. Uh, are you Thomas Pollard? <laughs> if
5: not I've got the wrong house. If you're a fan of undertow i know you love immersive entertainment and let's be real as much as we all love podcasts nothing is quite the same as going out to see a movie in the theater the experience of being with friends getting your popcorn and the sheer impact of the visual and sound experience exactly as the filmmakers intended if you crave that experience then regal unlimited just makes sense regal unlimited is the all you can watch movie subscription pass that pays for itself in just two visits see any 2d movie anytime with no blackout dates or restrictions and when you wanna watch a movie in a premium format like 40X, IMAX, RPX, or ScreenX, your regal unlimited membership gets you into those premium experiences at reduced cost. And you'll save not just on tickets, you save on snacks with 10% off all non-alcoholic concession items. So if you're planning to see just two movies this month, you need to join Regal Unlimited. Sign up now in the Regal app or on rigmovies.com. That's R-E-G movies.com slash unlimited, rigmovies.com slash unlimited. Sign up for Regal Unlimited using code UNDERTOW24 and earn 10% off a three-month subscription. Regal Unlimited, the all-you-can-watch movie subscription, pays yourself in just two visits. Sign up now, code UNDERTOW24.
7: Are you ready to shop? Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it.
4: Hi, I'm Frankie. Hi, Hi Frankie. Hi, Frankie. Hi. Um, I'm an alcoholic.
5: Yeah.
4: That's right. Yeah, I've I'd, I'd been sober, well, semi-sober for you know about three years, uh, but the last six months have been uh, have been pretty rough on me. You know, I I got divorced. Um, well, I mean, it wasn't consensual. You know, he. He left me, um, which was probably a good decision on his part because uh, <laughs> I'm a complete mess. <laughs> but you know i'm I'm also a fighter. So <laughs> here I am.
8: I've got bagel. (sighs) Good morning, Estee. Here you go, Duncan. Oh, Estee, you're the best. Did you remember the- Extra cream cheese? Yes, we're all going to have high cholesterol. Now, where is she? Uh, In the back. Come on. So, Frankie, how was your
4: date last night? Oh, Oh. shit. (sighs) You forgot, huh? Poor guy. He'll be fine. He's a straight man on Tinder. He probably had another date lined up right after. Besides, I'm preoccupied. With who? Benil?
8: Frankie, you gotta stop thinking about him. It's over. No, no.
4: Not Benil. I was thinking about Matilda. Who? She
3: named the skeleton Matilda.
8: You named the skeleton Matilda. Cute. Any reason why?
4: No. Not really. It just, just sort of came to me. Okay, there she is. That's her in the box.
3: I still think it's an alien. hmm
8: This is... Wow. The bones are so thick. Mm-hmm. See here? The first seven ribs are... Completely fused. They're thick as baseball bats. Right? I've never seen anything like this. Who is she? Not she. They, maybe? Wait. Two people? Uh, Look at the neck here and the chest. Conjoined twins connected like this, just stacked on top of each other, their
4: organs would be crushed. I mean, she's not a conjoined twin. She's not a giant... Who is she? I don't.
8: There is one other possibility. What? I have to call Dr. Lee. Who? My boss. Can he stop by?
5: Is there a better light back here? Maybe turn on the overheads?
4: They're already on.
5: Oh. Um. maybe it's just my eyes.
9: No, that can't be possible. No, 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 no.
4: Just say it! <laughs> say what? It's F.O.P., right? F.O.P.? Uh-huh.
5: Yes, or to use the technical name, Fibrodysplasia ossificans progressiva. My god, there's only been a handful of cases.
4: Really? In your whole career? Ever. Mm-hmm.
5: Uh-huh. <sighs> And you have no idea where it came from?
4: No, she was sent here anonymously.
5: Well, I need to know more. Can I take her back to my office?
4: Um, I... uh, No, sorry, I just... it might be helpful. I know, but it it was sent here, Este, to me.
5: Is this about credit?
4: Yes. Actually, I, I, I'm I the curator of this museum.
5: Who else has seen it?
4: Uh, just us. Break it down for me, Doc. What is FOP? I mean, if what you're saying is true, if it's so extremely rare, then finding the owner of this skeleton shouldn't be too hard. Right? Okay, let's see. For the next week, I researched every known case of FOP I could find. Hmm. Harvard Medical Journal, July. 19th. It turns out, FOP is an extremely rare genetic disorder that causes the body's soft tissue to transform permanently into bone. In other words, a second skeleton grows on top of the first. Early doctors posited that it was the result of two souls trapped in one body. <clears throat> Hi, I'm calling about an old case of a child with FOP. Uh, Back in the early 70s in a village called uh, Madhikari.
6: Madhikari. What's this
4: about? (sighs) Okay, uh, this might sound kind of strange, but basically... In 1972, in the small farm town of Madhikari, India, a boy named Ragu Basimadra was born with FOP. Some of the locals worshipped him as the reincarnation of the god Vishnu. You knew the location of that skeleton at this time? (laughs)
6: No, sorry. Unusual cases... Tom and okay. banks My apartment slowly
4: transformed in into a science lab. I pinned up pictures of bones on the wall, the surrounded by Comments, anatomy textbooks and medical journals. Being, if someone walked in on me, they'd think I was a doctor, or a serial killer, or just a lonely woman desperate to connect some dots. And
7: welcome back. Our next hmm. guest is
0: Professor
7: Benil Nadari, best-selling author oh, of
0: great. God Ancient
4: Meanwhile, religion. my ex-husband Vanil, a professor at Penn, was on TV promoting his new book about ancient religion.
6: Hello, Diane. It's great to be here with you. And
0: uh, we'll just jump right in with the first question. <laughs> sure. Does God exist?
6: <laughs> <laughs> it would depend largely on what you mean by God.
3: You know what our next move is, right? Special exhibit. Display her. Display the skeleton for the public. You think? I know. It'll get people talking, and who knows? Maybe a real academic will show up.
4: I'm a real academic.
3: Well, you're also a curator, and it's your job, your responsibility, to bring asses through the door.
4: Isn't it asses in the
3: seats? You know what I mean. Besides, Dwight already said yes.
4: Well, you spoke to the board?
3: Well, I floated the idea. Duncan! It'll be fun. We'll have a party, red carpet, paparazzi. Like a respectable museum. (sighs) Hi, I'm Duncan Campbell. I'm the assistant curator here at the museum.
8: Wow, this is quite the turnout. Although no cute boys.
4: Well, Duncan is around here somewhere, passing out wine and cheese. Um, pass. Although (laughs) I could (laughs) use a drink. (gasps) Shit, Frankie, I'm (coughs) sorry. It's, It's okay. I'm, I'm, uh... Back in the program. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm proud of you. Now, come on, <laughs> let's go check out the star attraction. Okay. Este is right. It is quite the turnout. More than 200 visitors have flooded the Mudder to see Matilda. There she is. The skeleton is presented simply, positioned upright behind a thin wall of glass. She's
8: kind of beautiful, don't you think?
4: Like in a Tim Burton way? It's true. She is beautiful.
9: Uh, yeah? Uh, hello there. Uh, Are you Thomas Pollard? (laughs) If not, I've got the wrong house. Uh, yes. I mean, uh, no, no. You do have the right house. I am Thomas Pollard. Mark Whitney. Uh, I'm a friend of Father Tim from St. Luke. Ah, well, well, if it's church business, perhaps it's my wife you want to speak to. No, no, it's you, Thomas. Uh, may I come in? Um, well, i uh... You see, Father Tim told me all about your invention. Oh, right. And, well, I, I may be able to help you. <laughs> well, yes, yes, of course, come on in. Uh, Francis, this is, uh, Mr... Mr. Whitney. Oh. Well, uh, but I
2: hope I'm not interrupting, I think, Mrs. Pollard No! No, 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 It's, um. Well, I was just going to make a cup of tea. Can I make you a cup of tea, Mr... Well, well, Mr. Whitney? if it's Mr. if it's Mr. not Whitney. too much trouble, yes, that, well, that, that would be a lovely, thank Hey, hey, stop it!
9: God, I'm so sorry, well, Mr. No, Whitney. No, that's... that's quite oh, all right. Hey, hey. Tilda, Lovely <laughs> dog. <laughs> Come
1: here. I'll stop, Dan. Hey, I don't know what's gotten into her.
2: She doesn't like you. Maud? What are you doing down here? You should be in bed. Maud. What a lovely name.
9: Hello, little miss. (laughs) Uh, I'm Mark.
2: Maud, off you go. Upstairs now. Can I take Matilda?
9: Yes, off you go. Go on. Good night. Good night, Maud.
2: Well... I'll make a cup of tea. I didn't like Mr. Whitney from the start. He was too rehearsed. And the dog didn't like him either. I didn't trust him.
9: So, Mr. Whitney, how can I help you? Well, it's the other way round, Thomas. From what Father Tim tells me, you're a bit of an engineering genius. Oh, (laughs) well, well, I won't go as far to say that.
1: No, you know, I mean, I, I double. Don't
9: be modest. I want to see your refrigerator engine. Oh, why's that? Because I'm a businessman. Yeah, you see, it takes barely any time to warm up or cool down. Wow, well, it's certainly more compact than I've seen before. Sunbeam and Electrolux aren't marketing anything this small. Well, hey, you've done your research. Well, as I said, I am a businessman. Have you, um, have you protected it? Uh, so have I, what? Have you applied for a patent? So no one can copy it?
1: Oh, no, no, not yet, no. There are still a few little niggles that need to be sorted out first.
9: Well, oh, we should apply for protection. Yeah, you know, I, I can't stress how important that is. Right, well, i look, look, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm going off to London next week. If you give me the schematics, I, I can pop into the patent office and I can just, you know, get things started for you.
1: Oh no no you don't have to do no, that No
9: no no you know no expense on your end I mean we can sort that out later but you really must do this to protect yourself you know and your family
2: Morning, Philadelphia today is Friday October 8th and in today's talk of the town segment a strange story from a local oddity called the Mutter a museum dedicated to wow Medical abnormalities. <laughs> we the <sighs> their
0: latest arrival... Yes, Duncan,
4: I'm watching it. Like
3: watching butterfly. what?
4: Good morning, Philly. Yeah, Remember? They're, they're doing the segment movie. on... Forget
3: Twitter, that, Frankie. Prepare yourself.
2: Ben
3: we got another ben. box. Morning,
4: wait, what? You're
3: a delivery. There a box. Guys. I think it's got something to do with Matilda. Really? Just get out of bed and come down to the museum. I'm dying to open it.
4: Okay, okay, well, well don't open it. Just wait for me.
1: What have you got there, Jill? What are you playing with?
2: My locket.
1: Is there anything inside it? Yeah. uh
2: uh-huh. hair From an angel.
1: Or something. Keep you safe, won't it? Now, Jill, why don't you tell me about... My
2: name your- is Maud. It doesn't mean
1: anything. She's heard me talk. Please, let the child speak.
4: My name is Maud. It doesn't
1: mean anything. All right. Maud. Tell me about yourself.
3: My name is Jill. Um, I'm eight years old. We are eight years
2: old. We live in Hexham, England. We...
0: The Sisters is a Goldhawk production presented by Realm in association with Lights Out. Created by Brett Nietzsche and written by Brett Nietzsche, John Scott Dryden and Mac Rogers.
6: The team's work spawns something big, something evil, something very, very hungry. Ancestor is a complete serialized fiction podcast by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler. With all episodes available. Binge the entire story now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: Frankie is played by Mae Whitman. Francis. Helen Baxendale Mark David Morrissey Duncan Miles Heiser Thomas Lee Ingleby Este, Karen Che and the psychiatrist David Holt with sound design by Adam Woodhams and original music by Seymour Milton and Sasha Putnam The script editor is Mike Walker For Goldhawk Productions the producer is Emma Hearn And the director and executive producer is John Scott Dryden. For Realm, the producers are John Brooks, Fred Greenhall, and Nicole Otto. And the executive producers are Molly Barton, Marcy Wiseman, and Julian Yap. Find the full list of credits in the show copy. Realm is your portal to another world. Listen away.